Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. If one of your goals for 2020 is to rock your email marketing, then girl, I've got just the thing. Email marketing used to be a pain point for me because I have tried every platform out there. Now I use Flowdesk, a new platform that is changing the email marketing game. I could tell you a thousand reasons why I'm obsessed with Flowdesk, but you'll have to see for yourself. You will fall in love with the beautiful templates, easy to use interface, and having unlimited everything. That's right. If you get on board right now, you get unlimited subscribers, emails, workflows, and forms for life. And the best part, if you enter code Haley, you get all of this for only $19 a month. Again, for life. Seriously, just enter code H-A-Y-L-E-Y and you'll lock in a $19 a month subscription for an unlimited amount of everything Flowdesk has to offer for life. That's an unbeatable deal for your business and your peace of mind. 2020 is the year to change your email marketing. So head to Flowdesk, enter code Haley, and make it your best year in business yet. Welcome back, Females on Fire. This is a very special episode because I am going solo again. I have been wanting to do this episode for a little while now, but I think it's even better that I got to do it now with everything that we have going on in the world. So I've been wanting to do an episode for a while on how you can stay productive during your workday, specifically if you work from home. And I think that is just so imperative right now with everything going on in the world and this pandemic that we have going on and so many people having to either work from home because of their job or work from home because they unfortunately um, have had a change of circumstances and now are trying to find ways to work from home. So uh, I'm really excited about this episode because I'm also going to be diving in to this concept of time blocking your day. I've been talking for a while about doing an episode on that, and I think it just ties in really, really well with productivity. So I'm just going to sort of combine these two ideas for this episode today. So there are really three big points that I want to hit for how you can stay productive during the workday. And time blocking is really going to be the third one. I'm going to save that for last so that I can really dive in to all of the details if that's something that you don't currently do and you're very interested in learning how to time block. Now, I really recommend that 
if you don't normally work from home, or I guess even if you do, but you're kind of in quarantine mode right now and things are a little weird for you, I really recommend that you keep these tips in your back pocket and really um, keep implementing them even long after this awful pandemic that we have going on is over. And hopefully it will be over sooner rather than later. I know we all want that. Um, but these three things are really what keeps me productive and what I've really honed in on perfecting over the years so that my schedule really does run smoothly. I get things done when I need to, and I never really feel stressed out or overwhelmed by my schedule for the day. If I'm stressed out, it's usually because of something that came up unexpectedly or uh, a new project that I'm working on or something like that. It's usually never because I feel like I didn't have enough hours in the day. I say usually because things still come up and they will for you too, but this has really kept me productive, uh, especially in the last year or two that I've been honing in on this process. So step one is to stick to your routine. And what I mean by that is if you do not usually work from home, then it's really, really important that you keep sticking to your natural routines. If you do usually work from home and you say, well, I don't really have a routine. I kind of wake up whenever I want to, or whenever my husband wakes up or the kids or whatever, and every day is different, then you really need to find a routine. That's going to be step one for you. That's going to be really important to the rest of the process. So for me, my routine very much looks like I get up at the same time every day. I, you know, get dressed and kind of do my morning routine of brushing my teeth. I do check my phone. I'm very bad about that. I would not recommend adding that into your schedule, but if it's something that you do, then allow yourself a certain amount of time to do it. I give myself like five to 10 minutes of just kind of scrolling through Instagram notifications, emails, whatever. And then I get up. Um, after that, I do my morning journal. I do a gratitude journal and, and some like goal setting stuff. So I do that. I take my dog out, you know, eat some breakfast or eat a snack or whatever, and then really kind of dive into my day. And it gives me just a little bit of time to wake my brain up and really get ready for what I have to do. So that morning routine can look however you want it to look, and it can start whenever you want it to start. If you're not a morning person, I'm not telling you, you need to wake up at five or six in the morning, do whatever you got to do. If you like to work out in the mornings, great. Do that. If you've got to get the kids to school, whatever you've got to add in, just make sure that you're being really realistic about the time that you're spending on this morning routine and that you're sticking to it every day, making it a habit and really waking up at the same time. Now that routine lasts all day long. So if you normally eat lunch around a certain time, absolutely keep eating lunch around that time, especially if you're used to working in an office setting, you have a day job, anything like that. Keeping up with those routines while working from home is going to be really crucial to when you do get back to your regular workplace. I really recommend if you 
normally weren't from home and you're not already doing this, that you do sort of set that schedule for yourself, that you're eating lunch at the same time every day and really sticking to that habit and treating it like you do still work in a workplace. Uh, because you do, even if you work from home and you work by yourself and you're wearing your cute PJs all day long, that's fine, but you've still got to treat it like this is your job, this is your career, this is your place of work, even if it's also your home. So keeping up with that routine does include getting dressed. Uh, I'm not saying that you have to do it every day. I absolutely love my sweatpants. I work from them very often, but a lot of time productivity can come from simply changing clothes. So whatever you slept in, get out of it. Um, for me, I really love hanging out in my sweatpants a lot when I'm working from home or wearing leggings or something like that. But simply making it a point to change into different leggings or different sweatpants and a different t-shirt or a sweater or something like that than what I slept in makes a really big difference for me. I feel like I got dressed. I feel like I already did something productive. You know, it's when you're wearing a new outfit, even if it's not new, it's just, you know, new out of your closet. Like it's clean and it's fresh clothes that you haven't previously been wearing. It, it just makes you feel different. You feel like you can like take on the world. You're in your favorite clothes. You know, you look good. And that really does help you be productive. It sounds very silly, but it really helps. It kind of tricks your brain into thinking you got dressed. If you're willing to put on real clothes, that's obviously even better. But if you're like me and you really do love just a t-shirt and leggings, then that's fine. Just change when you get up. And I promise it's going to help with making you feel a little more productive. And then my last point with sticking with your routine is don't snack during the day. Uh, it's really easy when we're working from home to bring out all the junk food, all the snacks, and just kind of snack on things throughout the day. And what you're doing is telling your brain that it's kind of just, you know, come as you want, eat as you please, like do whatever. You're not really in work mode because you're snacking all day. Maybe you're turning on Netflix, you're doing whatever. And we want our brains to stick with our regular routine and our regular schedule and get in a habit of staying in this routine. So make sure that you've got your time for breakfast, you've got your time for lunch, you're starting the day at the same time every day, you're ending the day around the same time every day. I know sometimes that's difficult, but really focus on trying to be done by four o'clock, five o'clock, uh, when your husband comes home, when the kids from home come home from school, which I know a lot of you, they're not in school right now, but you get the idea. Um, really focus on sticking to this schedule as much as you possibly can and really making your brain think, okay, this is my schedule. These are my habits and this is my workplace. Um, I know it can be really tricky to stick to a routine when you have other people in the house who maybe are not normally in the house. Um, so if you have a husband who is not working right now, if you have kids who are home from school, I know kids especially makes it so much more difficult, but you have got to decide for yourself that this is important. So if that means you waking the kids up because that's the only way you know you're going to stick to this routine, then do that. If it means you telling your husband, Hey, you're not working right now. So I need, I'm getting up at this time. I'm working until this time. This is when lunch is. Maybe you have a separate lunch than the rest of your family. Whatever you got to do, 
but you really have to put these routines in place for yourself. Whether your family members are doing it or not, you've got to decide that it is important enough for you to stick to. And I promise you, if you are not sticking to a routine, then this, the rest of this all falls apart. You're not going to be able to really be productive if you're kind of just doing whatever feels right in the moment every single day. And that goes for whether you're working from home right now, temporarily, or whether you work from home normally, you have got to have that routine down. The second point that I want to make kind of ties into that a little bit, and that is find a really good space for you to work from. So if you have an office space in your home, that is obviously going to be the best choice. If you work from home normally, I would hope that you have sort of a designated space, whether it's an office or just like a desk in the corner of your living room, something somewhere that you can go that is your workspace. And that is what that space was intended for. If you're not used to working from home and you don't have a space like that, then what can you use? Can you set up a table in your bedroom so it's away from the kids and you just close the door and have that space to yourselves? Do you need to use the dining room table? Um, if you are going to use the dining room table, are the kids going to be running around like crazy while you're at that dining room table so that you cannot possibly treat it like a workspace? Um, really think about those things. And if it's just setting up, like I said, a makeshift table in your bedroom, you know, maybe if you can clear off the dresser and use that, um, go for it. But what you don't want to do is work from your bed, work from the couch. Uh, like I said, use a sort of communal space, like the dining room table where your husband and kids and whoever else is going to be eating lunch from, um, and, and interrupting your workday. So really set aside a space that is specifically designated for you to work and that feels different than the place you slept or the place that you're going to be watching TV with your family later on in the day. It needs to be somewhere with no distractions. And again, I know if you have family members that are home right now saying no distractions, you just want to laugh at me because you know it's not really possible right now. When I say no distractions, I really mean minimal distractions. So if there's a door that you can close to kind of keep people out or at least attempt to keep them out, if you have small kids and you really have to keep an eye on them, then that's fine. You know, put on a movie, keep them close by, but still be working sort of from a desk space or a table or something and put on headphones and make sure that you are really trying to convince your brain that this is a work space. You know, pay attention to your kids if they're little and you need to watch them, but have that sort of space where you can kind of not necessarily tune them out, but just sort of, like I said, trick your brain into thinking this is a workspace. I'm going to pretend for a second that my kids are not sitting right there watching Frozen 2 and I'm going to get to work. Uh, and sometimes it's really helpful. I know this is very helpful for me to put on your favorite playlist. So what would you be listening to if you were at work? Um, if you normally work from home, do you have a playlist that you know makes you feel really productive? 
Um, so maybe not necessarily your favorite jams that want to make you get up out of your chair and dance around, um, because that's not productive. And when they come on, you're probably going to sing along, dance around, not really be getting anything done. So maybe throw one of those in every once in a while just to wake you up, get the energy high, you know, keep yourself pumped up and ready to go. But for the most part, find music that really makes you feel productive. So um, sometimes for me, that means actually putting on like classical music. Um, I really like classical piano. It just kind of keeps something in the background. It really helps me stay focused. Sometimes it is kind of my favorite jams. Sometimes it's just music that I've heard that I love, but that I don't ever necessarily know every word to, so I can't sing along. Um, so whatever it is for you, build out a couple different playlists on Spotify or Pandora or Apple Music or whatever, and have that music that really helps you feel hyped up and productive without necessarily stealing your focus. And, you know, put it on in the office or in the background or pop in your headphones. But again, just kind of do that knowing that you're trying to make a space for yourself that is a natural workspace that doesn't have any distractions. Don't put on music that's going to have your kids singing along or make your husband start jamming out wanting to dance with you in the kitchen or something like that. Um, so again, stick to your routine, find a good space from work to work from. And last but not least, time block your day. So I'm going to dig into this one a little bit more because I've been dying to do an episode on this. I have been time blocking my days for years now, and this is my single best productivity tip when anybody asks. Uh, every time I get asked on a podcast interview or when I'm speaking or uh, just chatting with a new friend and they ask what my best tip is for productivity, I instantly ask, are you time blocking your schedule? What I mean by time blocking is exactly what it sounds like, literally setting out blocks of time during your day for specific tasks or activities. Um, so to give you an example, for me, uh, if I wake up around 8.30 or 9 o'clock, yes, I am not a morning person. I wake up very late. Do not judge me. Um, I get a lot of work done at night too. Um, so I have a little bit of a different schedule, but adjust this according to what you would want to do for you. Uh, for me, I like to wake up around like 8.30, get up, you know, do my whole morning routine, stick to my schedule, and maybe get in the office around 9 or 9.15. So from there, I already know that I have time blocked out my day. I have a very specific schedule, a very specific to-do list for the day. So from say 9 or 9.15 to maybe 11 o'clock, I am working on one very specific task. So maybe it's something for a client. Maybe it's podcast editing. Maybe I am scheduling out blogs or, you know, whatever it is. But for those, you know, hour and a half, two hours, I am working on that. I will not open my email and check it. I am not scrolling Instagram. I'm not getting up and being distracted by anything. And I'm definitely not working on anything else. If something pops into my brain and I'm like, Ooh, I need to remember to do that later. Then I keep a little pad of post-it notes, sticky notes right beside me with a pen at all times. I scribble it down really fast and I get right back to what I was doing. I'm really, really strict with myself 
about working on whatever the thing was that I'm supposed to be working on during that time block. Then at 11 o'clock, I will work on something else. So maybe from like 11 to 11.45, I have another task that I'm working on. Now at 11 o'clock, if I did not finish the first task, it does not matter. I'm moving on. So I'm pressing pause on wherever I was in it and I am moving on to the next thing. I'm not saying, well, I've got 15 more minutes of this. I'm going to finish it up and pushing my whole day back 15 minutes. That's not what's happening. So put press pause, you know, stop whatever you're doing right at 11, move on to the next thing for 45 or so minutes. And then at 1145, I will allow my brain a break. So I'm going to give myself 10 to 15 minutes to do whatever I want. So it's 10 to 15 minutes to scroll Instagram, to check emails. It can be something productive, like responding to a few really quick emails that I know I can answer really fast, or it can be something totally non-productive, like chasing my dog around the house and throwing the ball for him in the yard or scrolling Instagram or whatever. It does not have to be productive. It is simply a brain break. Then I'll have lunch. And while I'm eating lunch, I can continue to scroll Instagram or something like that. I will put on some music that gets me really pumped up, you know, whatever I want to do. And then I get back to my work day and I have another scheduled block of time, an hour, two hours, whatever, to work on something else. And I'll do that two or three more times. And then at the end of the day, I have one hour. So for me, this is usually from like four to five, where I literally go back and finish any of those tasks that I did not get done during their time block. So say that first task where I wasn't finished up, I'll go back and see if I can finish that up in that hour and I will finish up as much as possible. And then I end my day and I am done with work. I'm not working on anything else for the day. Um, for me, that's usually until my husband goes to bed and then I'll kind of pull my laptop out and work on a few more things. You don't have to do that. I'm a night owl. That's just who I am. Um, but really sticking to that schedule and blocking out these chunks of time. And I know you're thinking, well, why would you move on to the next thing if something's not done? When you get in a habit of doing this and you really start focusing in on, okay, this is how much time I've allotted myself, then you will start to work faster. You'll start to work more productively and not necessarily faster in that you're rushing through it and it's sloppy. You really will just start to naturally work faster. Uh, you would be amazed if you actually watched during the day how many times, let's say you're editing a podcast, how many times during editing that podcast, you get up to go grab a drink, you pet your dog, you talk to your husband or your kids, you answer a phone call, an email just came in and you want to answer it really fast. You mindlessly just grab your phone and scroll Instagram for five minutes and don't even realize that you did it. Those things happen all the time throughout our day. So when you know that you only have one to two hours to get something done, you are naturally going to kind of not necessarily panic, but you're just going to know I'm on a time limit, a really strict one that, and I have to get this done. I'm on a deadline. And so you naturally will not reach for those distractions that you normally reach for. 
And again, if you don't get it done, you have that extra time at the end of the day. So it's not like it's just not going to be finished. It's not like you're going to have to find another day to work on it. You've got that time at the end of the day to finish it up. So it's nothing to panic about. You just know that you have to move on because this is a very strict schedule that you've set for yourself. And I promise you it works. Obviously, you need to be very realistic about the time blocks that you're setting. Um, it's pretty impossible for you to say, okay, I have a one hour podcast episode and I'm going to edit it in 15 minutes. It's pretty impossible for you to say, okay, I'm going to give myself 60 seconds to scroll Instagram. You know, you're not going to do that. That's a lie. So be really proactive in setting realistic expectations for yourself with how long things are going to take you and what you can get done. If you have to guess, if it's something that you don't naturally do all the time, you're kind of having to guess at how long it's going to take, then guess on the longer side. And if you get it done early, then you go ahead and move on to the next thing. Because what you're going to do is when you move on to the next thing, you're adding extra time to that block at the end of the day where you get to make up for the tasks that weren't complete. Uh, and what that does is at the end of the day, if you got everything done and you have too much time left over, you now get to decide, okay, do I end my day early kind of as a reward for myself for getting everything done? Or do I want to set aside this one hour to go ahead and get a jump start on the thing that I was going to start on tomorrow? So that's kind of how time blocking works. Um, I also set themes for my day. Um, and this really doesn't work if you're doing the same thing all the time. So if you really have one type of job that you're focusing on at all times and you're always doing that type of work, for me, I'm very multi-passionate. My business has a lot of different facets and maybe you feel like that's relatable to you. Maybe you have a couple different things that go on in your business or even multiple different businesses. Um, so for me, I will set themes for my day. So for example, let's say I'm looking at my week and I'm going to time block out all of my days for that week. I'm going to say, okay, Monday is going to be podcast day. So I'm going to focus on podcast interviews. I'm going to focus on podcast editing, scheduling out the graphics for promotion for my podcast. That's going to be my main focus that day. So those time blocks are going to obviously resemble that theme. Uh, then maybe Tuesday, I'm focusing on my clients. So, you know, working on their social media services, working on their blogging, whatever services that we offer, clients that we have at the time, I am really setting out strict times to say, okay, for these two hours, I'm working on client number one's Pinterest. And then I'm spending an hour working on client number two's Instagram and scheduling that out. And I'll do it that way, but the whole day is focused on my clients. Then maybe Wednesday, I am focusing in on my own content. So going ahead and scheduling out Instagram posts, making YouTube videos, writing blog posts, uh, all of those types of things and getting all of that content scheduled out. Thursday, I'll maybe focus on my coaching clients. So I have all of my coaching scheduled for that day and I'm creating uh, new worksheets or uh, things to help my coaching clients and updating, you know, the coaching page on my website or whatever I need to do for that. So that's kind of an example and yours will obviously look very different, but I give each day a theme 
And then I time block that day according to that theme. Um, and with this, just kind of a bonus, I also have certain days of the month that I theme as well. So the first day of the month, the first work day of the month, I should say, it's not always the first if that falls on a weekend, but the first work day of the month, I will focus on goal setting for that month. Um, so I do my power sheets. If you know what those are, I love those. So I sit down and do my power sheets on the first of the month. I go ahead and time block out the next week. I plan out what my goals are going to be for that month, what I need to get done, what are those big ticket items that I have to hit, if we have any launches, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then the first Monday of every month, I have a content planning day. So this is where I, that day I was just talking about where I spend the whole day doing YouTube videos, blogs, planning out Instagram, scheduling out pins on Pinterest, all of those things. I have a content planning day. I try to schedule out for the whole month. That might be really hard for you if you've never done it before. Maybe just start with the week. For me, I've built up to that. And the first Monday of every month for me is content planning day. And then I usually have two days a month, one kind of at the beginning and one in the middle that is sort of a finance day for me. So I dig into um, revenue that I've made so far and tried to come up with new ways to bring in any extra revenue that I need for the remainder of the month. I'm digging into my husband's income. I am doing our budget. I'm adding money to our savings. I'm paying off any debts. I'm going in and paying bills. I'm literally just focused on finances all day long and also digging into podcast episodes or webinars or reading books on finances, on savings, on investing, on anything like that. We really love um, Dave Ramsey books. We really love his podcast. We really um, love diving into investing. We've really gotten into that a lot lately. We're working on paying off some debts. We're doing all these things. So I have one to two days a month that are specifically focused on those finances and financial goals for us. So that's a lot I know, but really time blocking your days helps you be productive when working from home. Theming your days for the week will help your brain kind of stay in one mode for the day. So like I said, for me, if I'm focusing on podcasts for a day, then I know I'm in podcast mode all day. I don't have to try to switch from podcasting to clients to Instagram. Um, so it just makes it nice and easy. And then having those set days during the month, if you regularly work from home to do things like finances or content planning or goal setting, those are going to be really influential in helping you stay productive throughout the week and not have to spend so much time on those mundane tasks like paying your bills or planning out Instagram content or things like that. So just to do a quick recap, whether you are working from home temporarily or this is a normal thing from you and you're trying to get better at it, there are really three main areas that you need to stick to to be productive during the workday. Number one, stick to your routines. If you don't have one, you need to set one. That means getting dressed. That means not sleeping in. That means not snacking during the day. Really getting up and starting your workday and ending your workday at the same time, eating your meals around the same time, and really, really sticking to those routines that you've set in place. Number two, finding a really good workspace for yourself. 
This means hopefully somewhere with a door away from family members. This means somewhere with no distractions, having a set desk space or table space that is not a community space for everybody else in your home. It's not your bed. It's not your couch. It's away from TVs and phones and whatever else that could potentially distract you and really putting on some good music that's going to help you be productive or even listening to like a podcast or an audio book that you know is going to really help you focus. And third, time blocking out those days, setting the themes for those weeks and scheduling out certain days a month to really knock out those mundane tasks. Um, The time blocking thing, like I said, it really has helped me over the years. That is something that I've really worked hard to perfect. And it's something that you'll have to play with for a little while until you get into a habit and a groove of really knowing what it is that you're doing and what works for you. Like I said, it's going to be very different for everybody. Yours is not going to look like mine, but however you do it, it's really, really going to be helpful to you to try this and make it work and figure out exactly how it fits into working for you. So I know that was a lot of information. I'm sorry, but I hope you took great notes or you can go back and listen to this episode again later. I really do believe that it is possible to be extremely hyper-productive when working from home. I have been doing it for years. I do it all the time. I love working from home, would not change it, but it did take me a while to get into a place where I felt very productive working from home. And obviously I know that I still have days where a wrench is thrown into my plans or, you know, the internet goes out or I just feel really lazy and I just need a day. And when you work from home, you have the privilege of getting to adjust and do those things when you need to. But most days you really need to try to be as productive as possible. And especially with everything going on in the world right now, if you're not used to working from home, I hope these tips will really kind of help you out with managing and maneuvering through this during this really crazy time. So um, if you loved this episode and if you listen regularly, or even if this is your first time and you just had a good time with me, then I would love if you would share this episode on Instagram or Facebook or wherever, whatever socials you love to share on and tag females on fire podcast. And let me know that you're listening and let me know what your favorite tip was, or if you have any bonus tips that you would like me to share with our community that you think are really helpful in staying productive, especially when working from home, because I really want to share as much as possible with this amazing community during this really crazy time. So, um, definitely share as much as you can. Let me know that you're listening. I would love to hear from you and dun, dun, dun bonus. I am starting a new special little, um, mini series, I guess. I'm not really calling it a series because I think it's going to last a while, but I'm going to be issuing a bonus episode of the females on fire podcast every single week on Fridays that are going to be like five to 10 minute episodes where I just give you a bonus tip for the week. Maybe it's a little bit of motivation. Maybe it's a new tool that I'm using in my business that I'm loving. Maybe it's a recommendation for something like how to stay more productive or how to bring in more revenue this month or something like that. 
but it will just be me giving you a quick bonus tip, hopefully a quick win for you um, that you can take into the next week. And I am calling them Fire Fridays. So we're going to have Fire Fridays. They're going to be five to 10 minute little bits that you can listen to to close out your week and start implementing the following Monday. So that will be in addition to our regular episodes that go live every Wednesday. So make sure that you are subscribed in whatever app you love to listen in on because you do not want to miss any of this. We have some amazing guests coming up over the next couple of weeks. And I already have some amazing tips for you on Fire Fridays. So definitely hit subscribe. Tune in, share on your socials, let me know you're listening and go into this week knowing that you can be productive. You can work from home successfully. People do it all the time. I hope that these tips have helped you out. And like I said, that you'll keep them in your back pocket to use in the future as well. And really just hope that you enjoyed this episode. Well, ladies, that's it for this time. But don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast. Then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire. <laughs>